Thank you all for tuning in to the 292nd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, IR Radio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded for Buffalo, New York, going to have a great podcast, going to have my guy, my brother, Scotty Johnson on the show. We are going to do our all-NBA teams. It's finally here. All-NBA first team, all-NBA second team, and all-NBA third team. Uh, So we're going to get into that, and it's going to be a really great and interesting podcast. But before we get to that, uh, this is the first time listening to the podcast. Subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family on Facebook groups. Uh, Reddit threads, message boards, etc., etc. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Daryl Lane, uh, and you will find it and follow me on Twitter at Nitrain underscore Lane. I'll say it again, at Nitrain underscore Lane. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, leave the show a five-star review and a great comment. And for some odd reason, if you don't like the podcast, then pick a page from what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And kind of next set of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Scotty Johnson on to talk the All-NBA teams. Kind of next set of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Yeah. Okay. Hello, CC. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, my guy, and my man's. Scotty Johnson with us as we are going to be doing something that uh, we've been trying to get done this whole uh, week. Our All-NBA teams, our All-NBA first team, second team, and third team. So first of all, Scotty, how are you doing, my brother? Um, oh, I'm doing great, man. You know, taking it day by day like everybody is, you know, same old. So first I have to ask is this. As you were doing this list, were there any shocks or surprises or, or anything that you struggled with? I struggled with the third team the most. I definitely, like, had to go over it, like, a couple times because I didn't know, like, who would be, like, I, I, t- I took in a lot, of, like, it took a lot because a lot of the players, like, a lot of the good players for the most part were injured for the most part of the season, but... It's a good list. I feel like I feel like it shouldn't it shouldn't be no shots. Like there isn't there ain't gonna be like hot takes or it might be, you know, you know how we are. You never know. <laughs> yeah, one time you had Anthony Davis as your best player in the world. <laughs> I still remember that, Scotty. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh he was their best player in the bubble statistic wise. He led the team and everything but a suicide. No, that, that that is true. No, no, that is true. Uh, I'll still take LeBron, but uh, and actually, we can get into this too. Uh, guys that miss time, obviously, guys like LeBron, Kevin Durant, Harden, Kyrie miss time. Uh, also, uh, you know, there's a bunch of players this year. Donovan Mitchell missed the end. How many? How how hard do you count players who miss time for injury? How, how much do you take that in consideration with your list? 
I mean, I didn't. Like, I did, but I didn't. Like, because KD, because, like, KD, Harden, and Kyrie all missed time. But I gave Harden and Kyrie, like, the benefit. Like, uh, the, the, I like added them on my list because they played, like, majority of the season. They played more games than KD. So, I actually, like, Harden was in, like, the MVP vote, too. So, like. I had him in my I had I got him on my list. But it was definitely it was definitely it made it more difficult though. But I feel like even if like if you played majority of the season, even though if you missed games, like you still was able to make my list. So first I'll I'll let you start uh with your first team. My first team? Yes. Ready? I got Steph Curry. I got Harden, I got Jokic, I got Embiid, and I got Giannis. Now, I'm gonna start with Steph first because I like I want to elaborate on Steph. For me, it's a, it was a it was a hard it wasn't hard, but like it was a tough decision because it was you know you could argue it, you could put anybody else like that or any other guard like you know like Harden, Luka, Dane, Kyrie. You could have put like anybody else in that in that spot. But the reason why I still chose Steph is because he had an historic season shooting wise. He led the league in scoring. And this was the like the first time we actually seen like since he's been a superstar, kept Steph Perry by himself. So and he had a great season. It was just his team around him. I still think personally he's the MVP, my MVP, but you we know how that is. He, he's not gonna get it because they weren't what they aren't winning. And I got harder. That's a shock. That's a shock, actually. I'm, I'm shocked. Shock. What do you mean, shock? Harden played like 30 games. But he played more than that, didn't he? Scotty, I'm, I'm, I'm fact checking this. Nah, he gave you 44. He gave you 44. How many games were played this season? He didn't get hurt till the, the last few uh, weeks. You played 44. How many games were this? It was like 72. Yeah, it's only like 72 games. Uh, 40, I mean, that's that, That's a pretty big chunk. That's a good chunk of the season. That's the majority of the season. He didn't get hurt till like the last month, till like April. Hey, I, 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 I can't give him first team for that. I can't give him first team for that, personally. I can't. Uh, I mean, who? I mean, that's, I mean, who? I can't wait to hear who you see, who you have over him. I mean, first team, like, and then his impact, like, Brooklyn. One more. They actually one more. Like when they played by the like versus to him, KD, Kyrie being by themselves. Like he won the more. He won more. So like as an individual, like the team won more. Like as an individual, based on his individual play, they won more. So and then you know Giannis and Embiid and Joker like Embiid and Joker the last the top two the top part of the MVP finals. So I had to put them in my first team. And then Giannis had basically had the same type of season he had last year, but he's still not in the MVP conversations. Uh, you know how that go. They get tired. Of, I guess you get tired of seeing the same face when it fit. So what I find interesting too is there's been a lot of debate with people that if Joel Embiid and Joker should be on the team. And I will say this: one of those guys is not on my first team, not because I don't think that they're all first team caliber because I think both of them are, but just in terms of like there's a center and then there's a forward and there's a guard spot, right? How do you feel about that? I mean, it's positionless. I didn't really take that into consideration. Like, it's positionless. 
Like when you look at the you look at the All Stars, whenever they select the All Stars, but it's rarely centers. It's really just guards and forwards. <laughs> and the minute is gonna turn into just guards. So and, like, and Joker basically is like a point center. He's a point center. Yeah, and like I don't get how you could be an MVP finalist and not be first team. That's like LeBron or anybody else that like played majority of the season. But like I don't know, this season was weird because most of the stars was like they missed like a good chunk. I want to put like just people who I know like they don't deserve it. like. First, second, and third. But I, I, I like my, I like my first team. I feel like everybody deserves. Well, Scotty, you're not gonna like my first team. Uh, <laughs> first, I'll get this out of the way. Steph Curry, uh, career high in points. Uh, something also interesting. Career high in three point attempts. He he was almost getting to like close to like ten three point attempts a game. Just high volume, super high efficiency. Obviously. Golden State, they were without Clay. It was him and Draymond. The teams were doing boxing one, doing everything they can do to slow down Steph Curry, and he still delivered and got this team to the AC, and, and things ended up not working out well. But they were in that game in the play in against the Lakers and the Grizzlies. They just couldn't, you know, kind of seal the deal. for what he did was spectacular. So uh, Steph Curry gets uh, the nod uh, at, at my guard spot. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with a guy who has uh, been really impressing me this postseason, uh, Luka Legend. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think I, I think Luka is uh, the clear guy up for an All-NBA first team after over Harden. Uh, I believe he played more games. Uh, this team, uh, he's dragged this Dallas team who is kind of dead in the water. Uh, and out of the playoffs to the fifth seed. And now we're in, I know we can't talk about the postseason, but what they're doing right now against the Clippers and both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is kind of special. And this year, Luka was 27, 8, and 8. Uh, those are great numbers. Uh, and the ability to be, you know, the main ball handler for the team. Uh, Dallas, one of the best offenses. Just so much pressure is put on him. Chris Stapps in and out of the lineup. And for Dallas to be able to unearth themselves out of like the dead, so to speak, in order to uh, get into uh, the playoff race and gets the fifth seed, I, I think is special. So I'm going to go with Luca at two. Now, next up, Scotty, this is probably going to cause the most debate and concern. I know you're going to disagree with this, but guess who who I have next? Kawhi. <laughs> Scotty, you know me too well. You got Kawhi for real? Yeah, I do have Kawhi. Uh, and the reason I have Kawhi is this. The reason I have Kawhi is this. And by the way, Kawhi was my last spot, Scotty. And, and I already told you. Jo- Joel, and I'll say this, Joel Embiid is going to be on my second team because of the centers. That That's why. Uh, if I were doing it the way you kind of did it, I would have had Joel Embiid. And if LeBron played more games, I would have had LeBron over Kawhi. So I want to preface that when I say this, Scotty. Uh, uh, and, and, and for me, the last spot was up for Kawhi and LeBron. And the and the the tiebreaker for me was Kawhi played more games, and, and I think he had, and I think Kawhi, and I think we both talked about this when we did our whole MVP thing. Kawhi's had a quietly underrated regular season. I mean, he's giving you twenty five, uh, six and and five. He's shooting about fifty percent uh, from the field, fifty one percent from the field, forty percent from three, and he's shooting 
from the free throw line, he's given you like 86, 87% from the, 88, 88% from free throw. And the Clippers, they were one of the best teams in the NBA all year, ended up, uh, they, they kind of slowed down a little bit down the stretch. I think they were tanking a little bit uh, in that matchup. Obviously, wasn't that smart. They should have kept the three seed. But they were one of the better teams, and Kawhi made a more concerted effort uh, to play in the regular season. Still one of the better defensive players in the NBA, and he's a guy that a lot of a lot has put on his plate. And as we've seen with this Clippers offense, like, it's like Kawhi, bad shot, dribble, dribble, mid-post. Like, make something happen, guy. Like, so that's why I have Kawhi. Uh, not saying that I think Kawhi's better than LeBron or I think he's better than Joker. He's better than Embiid. I think it's just the way the positions worked and based off of games played in terms of my all-NBA for this regular season. I kind of want to stress that when I say I have Kawhi. So that's my guy at the three spot. At four, obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, and obviously the Bucks. Scotty, the Bucks are up 3-0 on the Heat, by the way. Uh, I think we're seeing a little bit of a... A comeback from the death from Giannis. This has been a uh, great season for him and the Bucks. I, I, you know, three seed out east. Uh, Giannis, he's one of the best defensive players in the NBA still. Uh, and even though he can't really shoot, he impacts the game in so many different ways. So many different ways. I mean, 28 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. He can do it all. Uh, so Giannis is, uh, without a doubt, was a lock for my uh, other forward spot. And then my center, uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Uh, he's had a truly special season, and he's going to be MVP of this league, Scotty. Uh, you know, when you look at him, he doesn't necessarily look like an MVP, but when you see him on the court, it's like, looks can be deceiving. Uh, no, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't. You know what he's the dude? He's the dude. You look him up. See, see, Scotty, you know, there's guys like this. There's, uh, and everybody's played this sports at any level. There's guys that when you see them in the weight room or maybe when you see them with their shirt off and you're like, damn, that dude has a six pack. He has abs. He's chiseled. Like, he's a freak of nature. He benches. He squats. He's a freak. He's fast. And then they get on the court or they get on the field or, or whatever, right? And then you're like, you know, this dude can't play. He's just a muscle head. Or vice versa. You look at the one dude, he's a little chubby. His booger's coming out of his nose. He's slow-footed. And you're like, this dude can't play. And then you get him on the court in the field. You're like, damn, he's better than all of us. Aww. Like, Jokic is one of those dudes. He's just good at basketball. It's like with Kevin Durant. They were making fun of Kevin Durant because he can't bench 135 pounds. Like, the ball doesn't need to weigh. The, the ball doesn't weigh 135 pounds. I don't give a damn. That's what good Kevin Durant said. People were making fun of him because he couldn't bench 135 pounds. And Kevin Durant says, the ball doesn't weigh that. Like, Joker, you know? Like, Joker doesn't have the best-looking body. Like, he's not... Like, Joker doesn't look like a freak, but you want to know what he is? He's just really damn good at basketball. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. They lose their second-best player in Jamal Murray, and they still keep getting better in the standings. They move all the way to the third seed out west. Uh, And just the stuff he does and how I think it unlocks... Denver's offense. I think it's kind of similar to how Steph Curry kind of unlocks Golden State. When you have your center that can bring the ball up court and do all this stuff, I think it just makes it easier for other players. I think he makes players better in a way that I think we don't talk about enough. So my center is Nikola Jokic. That's not that's not about this. How do you feel about? about I don't know about Kawhi being on my first team you know, this season, only because red light. I took in consideration. I always take in consideration when I do these things. I always take in consideration impact. Like 
a lot of players got good numbers, but they don't have like the same impact. Like you get what I'm trying to say, like Luca. Like the Mavericks started off slow, and like they end up catching fire. What after the All Star break? Yeah. And like, so he basically had the same type, but not the same type of year, but similar similar numbers to last year. So I can I can see why he'd be your first thing, but and yeah, obviously with the postseason. But I ain't taking I ain't taking like I ain't taking the things that happened in the postseason. I just did like regular season. I do want to do a list though where we we do all this like postseason wise. All NBA team. Yeah, after the postseason, just to see if, like, you know, the list changes or, like, it's just... No, I think that would be interesting. I think that would be interesting. Uh, No, no, I definitely do think that would be interesting. Uh, And it was close for him between LeBron and the other forward spot. And if LeBron had played more games, Scotty, I I would have had LeBron. I got LeBron. I mean, she's still on my list. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 Scotty. LeBron will be coming up soon. I'm just saying why he wasn't on my first team, like why LeBron was not on my All-NBA first team. Okay. Because I know that's a shocker, you know, for people, right? Like, if LeBron played, like, 10, 12 more games, he's he's my first team forward. I don't know about for you. But, no, he, no, it was the same, same, exact 100%. Like, he would have been in my first team as well, but, you know, due right. to the, the amount of games. The only reason why I had Harden is because people didn't expect, like, for him to have that type of impact he had at Brooklyn. And, like, he was going, if he would have never sat out, like, he probably would have finished top three of the MVP over, like, stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then cut our next set of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get into our All-NBA second teams. Cut up next set of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Scotty Johnson with us. Just got done talking about our All-NBA first teams. And now it's time for our All-NBA second team. So, Scotty, I'll start. So, for my All-NBA second team, and you said this uh, off the air, this is when we're going to start having our disagreements. So, t- tell me where you disagree here. So, Damian Lillard at point guard, right? Yeah. Be cool with that? Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, that's all I got. Yeah. The two is probably going to be interesting. Bradley Beal. Okay. Uh, LeBron James. Yeah. Julius Randle and Joel Embiid. Ooh. Now, like I already said, uh, I, I did that basically a virtue of I, I, I stayed true to the fact that they still consider him centers. Uh, so so I, I put Embiid on the second team. Embiid was one of the front runners for the MVP. He probably would have been the MVP and maybe first team center if he doesn't get hurt. But we all know what he can do as a post scorer. You can, you know, shoot three a little bit. He can do everything. Uh, great defensive player in Philadelphia. You know how much I care about records with, with these things. Best record in the East as well. Uh, Joel Embiid is phenomenal. Julius Randle leading the New York Knicks to the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and me and you talked about this like, damn, this dude just got really good really quickly. He's averaging like 26 and like 11, something like that. Julius Randle's been amazing. And also, I don't think he's been a guy who's been known for defense, but the New York Knicks have like one of the three best defenses in the NBA. And I think that does say something that he's doing because he's one of the guys that's out there. Uh, 
So I, I think that it's sure they just kind of stepped it up on that end as well. Uh, LeBron James, the best player in the game still, in my opinion. Uh, the only reason he's not on the first team is because he didn't play enough games for my liking, my taste, my preference. And, uh, you know, it, it took him a little while to get going at the end of the year. Like, there were some bad losses for the Lakers. He just didn't look the same. He looked a little old at, at times towards the end. I think he's just kind of gearing up for the postseason. Now he's playing better. He abused great uh, Jay Crowder today, so we know LeBron's feeling himself. But uh, that's kind of why I had LeBron uh, on my second team. Uh, Bradley Beal, second in the NBA in scoring, uh, a shooting guard extraordinaire. Uh, and Bradley Beal was interesting. I really thought about what I was going to do with, with, with Beal. Uh, best player on a Wizards team that is the eighth seed. Uh, you know, one of the better offensive players in the game. Uh, him and Steph were competing for the you know the, the title of leading scorer in the NBA, and then at guard Damian Lillard, Dame Dalla, twenty eight actually really it's twenty eight point eight twenty nine points, seven point five assists. Portland to the sixth seed out west. They were out guys like Nurkic and CJ McCollum for most of the season, and Dame is just dropping forty, he's dropping fifty. He's doing whatever it takes to keep the Blazers afloat. So I'm going Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard, by the way, is a case for first team. Like, I think there is a slight case for Damian Lillard for first team. But uh, that's my all-NBA second team. Okay, so, yeah, we had uh, only two people I disagree with. I ain't going to say I disagree with. They just wanted to go my second team. Julius Randle was on my third team. Um, He could have been on my second team based on the type of year he had. He did have like a winning season for the most part. He got the New York to the fourth seed, so that's one person I, I feel like that I could I could have switched. But the other reason why I had that Brad deal to my second team is because yeah, second he's second in scoring, but they were the AFC. I feel like they should have been higher than that. You know what I mean? Like they're supposed to be like a sixty or like a fifth seed. They had like a down year, like from my standards, at least like the type of players that they had, type of talent that they got. Yeah. But they were also ravaged by COVID, and uh, you know, took them a little bit. Yeah, but you look at how the way they play. If they this type of caliber players, they should get at least one game, right? They should at least win one game in this Philly series. I don't think they're gonna win again. <laughs> I don't know. Impact is just different. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Impact is definitely different. But for the most part, I'm going to give you my list. For the most part, I had, we had, I had Dame at my point guard for the, basically the same reasons you had him. Averaging almost 30. Doing, you know, Dame just doing what Dame does. Averaging like 30. Goes over people's heads. But still winning, still playing winning basketball, still winning this team to, you know, to the best spot they could be in to contend for a championship. So you got to throw Dame in there. And then for my two guard, I had Kyrie. Another reason I put Kyrie in here, bro, is because Kyrie having them type of year, one of them type of seasons too. Like how, like, everything is just, like, going up, like, shooting percentages. Like, I think he 50, 40, 90 this year, so. And that's good, like, for a guard of his size and his skill level, his skill set. And the and I feel like the reason why they're not talking about Kyrie is because how the way he's been treating the media, which is which is understandable, you know. 
sounds off the media. They don't talk about you as much as they should, even though that like, you having like a, a good, he having like a better year to me than Harden and KD. But that's that's debatable, and that's why I got him on my list. And then I had Luca at my three. Oh, the reason Luca made my second team is because of where they were at, like in the beginning of the season. They were out of the playoffs at first. They were looking like an average team, but they end up catching it, which by being led behind him. So you know that like that played that played a role in it. And me like deciding to put them on the second team. Um, I think they're gonna win this playoff series too. And now my my four, I had LeBron James. That's another person that could have been in my you know. Him and Dame and Luca, they could have easily been in my first team, but had him on the second team for the same reason you had him, you know, for the time amount of time he played this season. And LeBron's just LeBron could have got MVP every year, honestly, for like the past like ten years. That's arguable, but that's a different debate. And um, as my center, and this is probably gonna shock you, I had Zion Williamson. And that, that's my five, Dame, Kyrie, Luka, LeBron, and Zion. And the reason why I had Zion on here is because the type of season he had this year, only being, but on, this only being his second season, averaging like 27 and 7, 60% shooting, almost 60% shooting. I mean, that's the future. That's the future. And, like, I feel like we they put up, they get that boy in a better team, better system. It's, it's, only, it's only up from there. I can't. I did. Zion is, you know, that's interesting. That's interesting. First of all, I do want to say in terms of Julius Randle for you, Scotty, uh, how hard was it to leave him off your second team? Um, it was hard because, yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a good year. I felt like you gotta, not saying you gotta start, you gotta like make your way up. You gotta be third and second and first, but type of season he had this year, because it wasn't just. I feel like you can't just credit the Knicks' success to just him. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they success, like just like overall, like they got a nice overall team. They've been building a nice overall team these past couple of years. I feel like it's just the coaching that they had, and also like the things that were going on too, like. In New York, politics-wise, if you get what I'm trying to say, like with the owner and all that, so type of franchise that is that it is be it with the owner, right? So, but it, it he could have easily been in my second because the numbers are there and like like the credentials is there, you know, like winning the most improved this way, like your six, seven season, then your team to a, a top team in the playoffs and they got home court advantage too in the first round, so that's a plus. That's definitely a plus. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break. And then kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get into our All-NBA third teams. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, we still have Scotty Johnson with us as we're going through our All-NBA teams. So, Scotty, I'll give you the floor now for your All-NBA third team. Who are your guys? 
Okay, before I want to, uh, I give you my, uh, my names, uh, excuse me, I just want to give you a little disclaimer, uh, I know this one, this is the one we might talk about the most, I know we probably gonna have, like, for the most part, our, ours is gonna be completely different, and I can't wait, so, and my point guard, you already know who I got, you know me, I got my boy, Ice Trey. So, oh, got I was gonna say, you also know who I haven't mentioned yet. I haven't mentioned Kyrie Irving or James Harden yet. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. Anyway, I got Trey Young, about one. Averaging about 26. 5'11 guard. Was in the same predicament, kind of the same predicament Luka and the Mavericks were, like, but out of the playoff, you know, spot. They got a new coach and um, Nate McMullen. Turned them up on the defensive side, got them playing more as a team. Not more so relying on Trey to shoot, like, a lot of deep threes. He still takes them, but he doesn't, like, as of recently, he hasn't been taking as many. He's been more efficient that way, too, because he hasn't just been jacking up threes. It's been more dribble penetrate than shoot. And um, at 5'11", I'm going to say it again, he's 5'11", so got to go with my man Ice Trey. And then at my two guard, I got Devin Book. You know how I feel about D-Book. I feel like Devin Booker's game, like his like scoring package is like kind of like how Bradley Beals is. Like They can score in like every way possible. Post up, on the drive, in transition, shooting, catch and shoot. They can score literally like in all type of different ways. Averaging about 25, 26. He averaged the same last year. The only difference is they're winning. And part of that is because they got Chris Paul, but I feel like they were on a team on the on the rise because they went eight and zero in the bubble last year. So they just you know feeding off that energy, made it to the second seed with him being like their leading scorer. So got Devin Book. My three, I got Jason Tatum. I like Tatum's game too because Tatum's overall like offensive package is just it's just wild. I think the Celtics, they just need a few more pieces to build around him and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and they can they can they can do some damage. He's probably he's if he stay with Boston, I could see him staying like his whole career in Boston, having like a Paul Pierce type career. So I had to go with JT, and then Julius Randle at my four. We already talked about Julius, you know, most improved. What twenty four, about seven boards. And, like, he was top 10. I didn't know this. He was top one of the only few players that was top 10 in points, rebounds, assists. And I, there was another stat, too. I can't remember off the top. But he was top 10 in, you know, the three major um, statistical categories. So that was a plus for him on top of winning most improves. And they and that playoff series is a great series, the Hawks and the Knicks series. You guys should watch it. And then at my center, I got your boy, your favorite, your favorite, Rudy Gobert. Now, one thing we disagree on about Gobert is him being the top center. But one thing I can't disagree with you on is his impact on the court. His impact is definitely – I feel like his impact on defense is partly the reason why they're Utah is the type of team they are, outside of Donovan Mitchell. Because I like Donovan Mitchell, but I feel like just his numbers and just his, his play is not as impactful as like Rudy Gobert. If you got Rudy Gobert on your team, you got like more of a chance than winning. I feel like it. I'm saying it right. 
Yes, yes. Like, like, like we, yes, yes. He's not he's not a necessarily better player, but he's a more impactful player. Player, yeah. So you know me, I'm all about like how you impact how your game impact the game itself and on the court. So how do you go with Rudy Gobert? And he's right get his third defensive player of the year. And I don't think anybody do that since what Ben Wallace, Dennis Rodman, like to been it multiple times. Silas, so I, I'm telling you, Rudy Gobert is gonna be a Hall of Famer, my guy. So yeah, I had to. I had to. You know how I feel about Rudy Gobert, but I had to get credit where credit is due at this time. So third go my list: Trey Young, Devin Book, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Rudy Gobert. Now the interesting point of contention here is you have Zion over Rudy. I think that's interesting. Uh, over who? Over Zion over Rudy. Yeah. I I gotta sit and think about that. Uh. So for my third team, um. I have Kyrie Irving at point guard. Uh, Kyrie, you know, Uncle Drew, phenomenal. By the way, James Harden's also not on this list. Must see TV. Say that again? Not Kyrie, must see TV. Oh. He puts on a show. Showman. That that, that I will say. He got that from Kobe. He got that from Kobe. 27 points, five rebounds, six assists, and. And the most spectacular thing about this is just the efficiency. He's shooting 92% from the free throw line. He's shooting 40% from three-point range. He's shooting 50% uh, from the field. He's shooting 56% on, from just straight two-pointers. Uh, he can do everything he wants to on the court in terms of you know the basketball. He's played uh, the most games, I believe. Yeah, he has, actually. Most games out of any of the Brooklyn players which is uh, uh also a plus for him and why i did not have harden um so Kyrie is all nba third team uh for my all nba second team i'm going with chris paul okay the impact he has made uh with the suns uh they were a team that missed the playoffs i know they were a team on the rise but we're talking about a team that maybe could potentially compete for the afc till they're now a team that can compete for an NBA championship, and they're, they're now the two-seed. I think the impact that Chris Paul does, I think the way he instills confidence in people, the way he makes people other people better, even Phoenix, a team that's not known for defense historically, they had one of the better defenses in the NBA this year. I think a lot of that has to do with Chris Paul as well, just setting a tone. So Chris Paul is my other guard. Uh, in terms of the forwards, uh, Tatum did not make it for me. Uh, and you and you forgot a guy I got a lot of respect for. First name Jimmy, last name Buckets. Jimmy Butler is like having one of the best years of his career. He's, he's uh, shooting, uh, scoring twenty two points, uh, seven rebounds, and seven assists. He's a guy who does whatever it takes to win. Miami was a team this year that was um, had a myriad of inj- injuries from players like Tyler Hero. I think Bam got hurt, Iggy got hurt, like a lot of guys went down. COVID, even Jimmy, I think, had the experience with that a little bit. Just players underperforming from this team's finals run last year. And Jimmy's been kind of just that constant that you need to keep winning games. Uh, and, and they came on strong at the end of the regular season to, to where they got the sixth seed. And it seems they've been baptized by the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a whole other story. But in, in terms of the Heat uh, and Jimmy, just the winning and just what he's done. And even if you look at his efficiency, he's been an efficient player. I mean, Jimmy, he's 49%. Actually, really, 49.7. He's 50% from field goal range. He's not a good three-point shooter. He's at 24%. But but then also, if you look, you know, even through three throw, he's an 86% free throw shooter. So, you know, 
he's good from the field. He's not a great, he's a bad three-point shooter, but, you know, in plays defense, I, I, I'm going to go with Jimmy over Tatum uh, for a Boston Celtics team that is really underachieved and has not looked really good, uh, particularly throughout the course of the regular season. And then next up, this was tough for me, and you're going to be surprised when I say this name, Zion Williamson. Uh, I, I, I debated what to do with Zion. And Scotty, the reason I debated what to do with Zion is because, first of all, he plays no defense. The Pelicans are also awful defensively. He's a spectacular offensive player. I mean, like, as a second-year pro, I mean, he's giving you 27-7. and seven. And, he, and he's shooting what, what from the field? It's like 60%, 61% from the field. Like, the, like these, these type of numbers are insane. Uh, but the defense and the lack of winning is why, you know, I almost thought about leaving him off. But just the sheer raw physical ability when he does this. And I think he's like the only guy on the list that didn't have any really any winning this year. Uh, but just the sheer raw ability is why. Then lastly, at center, the man in the middle from France, Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, he's in a league with Joel and beating Joker, so he can't be the best center. But the things he does defensively, it's special. Um, and, uh, you know, he can, he'll give you his 14 and 12, but what he does defensively, how he changes schematically, how he allows other players to play on defense. I think it makes Utah what they are. So, uh, my number five, five guy on the list and, uh, my center for the third team is Rudy Gobert. Let me ask you something. In regard to Zion. Zion Williamson, bro. At six 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 seven, two eighty five, averages shooting over sixty at sixty percent, bro. Sixty percent. Now, them being young, and the team that he's on, that explains a lot. Cause take a bite. As much cause does as much I. We ain't gonna say it, but as much as you know, th- as good as these players are that we set on the, our list, most of them have like great are on great teams. Like you can't deny that. You know what I mean? Like they're on great teams. The Pelicans, after coming out of the, the AD stint, they're in rebuild, right? So like, I feel like they don't have like that person, that winning personnel. They don't have no nobody that has that winning. They got Stan Van Gundy as a coach, but even him as a coach only had like a couple like that. His best run was just in Orlando. Oh, the Pelicans hate him. I think I just saw a report from the Athletic about that. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like once we get, once we start, once we see Zion around a, a better team, we gonna start. That's when, and when he start winning, then that's when people gonna start. They're gonna, you know, then that's when you are gonna be like, oh yeah, well we saw this coming, but it's like, you know. The man averaged almost 30 in his second year. He barely played his first his rookie year. Like, this was supposed to happen in his rookie year. This probably could have happened in his rookie year if he would have played it, if, it, if he was, like, healthy for the most part, if it wasn't for, like, the bubble. But as a player, bro, I've never seen a player with his type of impact, neither. only type of person I've seen with that type of impact on the physical side is probably Shaq. But even Shaq didn't move like how the way Zion moved. So just be on the lookout. Just be on the lookout. And then, like, as far as, like, for Jason Tatum, 
his team been hurt by been plagued by injuries too, and by COVID protocols. So like, I feel like that's why Boston in the position they in. Because for the most part, they've been you know, Boston been winning consistently for the most part, except for in 2019. That's when they lost to the Bucks in the second round. But for the most part, they you know they've been they've been holding up they've been holding up on the end. But this season they just got flagged by injuries and COVID. Like I think Tate I think Tatum missed time because of COVID. Marcus Smart missed time because I think because of COVID, and I think he was hurt too. I think Jalen Brown hurt. You know, tempered his knee. They had a lot of you know injury injury real uh, field season as well. So. But as far as Jason Tatum's individual game, like you can't, you can't look, you can't look over that. Like he had a, you know, think, think the man dropped fifty in the play-in. So how do you compare him to Butler? Because Butler was probably the other guy, right? If you don't have Tatum in, then it's Butler, right? Yeah, and then, but to compare it to Jimmy, I feel like Jimmy he does whatever it takes to win. And he ain't, he ain't the talented player that, like, he is. Cause Jimmy could have, like, a good game style-wise. Yeah, like, he ain't got to have two. He can have, like, 16, 18, about six, six, about six boards, probably, like, seven assists. But they'll lose. Or, like, they'll, or, like, his high score. How about this? The high score games he have, like, they'll lose. But, like, when he had, like, the mediocre numbers, Per se, like they win, but Jimmy's impact, I don't know. I feel like Miami should be way better. For a team that went to to the finals last year, and maybe it was the bubble. Like remember I told you like the bubble was going we gonna see like who who's here to stay and who's not. We'll see like how the bubble if the bubble really affected like teams and if it was and the teams weren't affected by it. So I think that's gonna show. And like it shows like with Miami, because they down three oh to the Bucks right now. And they, they swept the books last season, so in the second round, so we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. Now, my my bad. I just want to say, but Jimmy, but Jason Tatum compared to Jimmy uh, for the third team, I definitely take JT over those. Weeks, so. Was Kawhi on your list? Yeah, he was on my second team. He was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was. I was thinking for a second. I mean, not Kawhi. Paul George. So. Really quickly, what, what what I and I didn't necessarily ask you to do this, but I'll ask this anyway. Uh, honorable mentions, guys that you know could not make the list, but guys you really thought of heavy. Uh, Paul George, was there any consideration for Paul George? No, there was none. No. Okay, there was some slight consideration for me with Paul, uh, depending on how it all shook up. Uh, was there anybody you were considering that that you left out? Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, and that's because if I had LeBron, I could I could have said like I could have put KD in there for my like, third team because KD was averaging thirty when the season first started. So and even like when he came back, like after his little like I said his time off, still came back averaging. Yeah, I think he set out and had twenty coming off the bench. He scored 20 in like 17, like 20 minutes. So, KD, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Bill, um, I left out Jalen Brown. You know, I feel about Jalen Brown. I feel like he would deserve it because he didn't get hurt till like the end of the season. Towards the end of the season, I should say. I mean, Jalen Brown. I feel like Michael Porter. 
could have been in my third because ever since Jabal Murray went down, he stepped up big time. Well, I ain't going to say he, I probably wouldn't have put him on my list, but to be on the lookout for Michael Porter. And um, is there anything else, anybody else I'm missing? I thought about Russ Burke, but I couldn't have Russ two Wizards on. I couldn't have two Wizards on. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Two wizards aren't allowed. That's not allowed, Scotty. That's not allowed. I mean, hey, you never know. And and I also thought about Bam. I thought about Bam, but to me, the Heat, you know, they they better to me for what they did last year compared to what they did last year. And that's I think that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like I said Brad Beal, Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Bam. Else, and I, I left Booker and, and Harden out. Harden I left out because the guy Harden didn't play enough games for me. Um, and also, it, it bothers me how what he did in Houston. Uh, how he, he tanked the game? He tanked the he tanked the year in Houston. He got fat. Was still putting up the same type of numbers. I Scotty, you you know what he was doing. The numbers were still there, though. That's crazy. Numbers were still there, though. And he was toxic. I, I just, in good conscience, and he didn't play enough for me. I, I'm not rewarding that. Uh, and I, and you can check the tapes. I, I had Harden on my All-NBA team coming into this year, and, you know, Harden kind of disappointed me. So what we're going to do is really quickly, what I do want to do is I'm going to take a quick break and cut up next at the break on Barstow Sports Talk. Just talk a little bit about a couple of the games that went on Tonight, kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We still Scotty Johnson with us, and we're going to have a little bonus content. So, NBA playoffs, some games that happened today. Just want to get Scotty's uh, thoughts on it. So, the Bucks, they're up 3 0 on the Heat. They have flipped the script from last year 113 to 84. Giannis, uh, 17 and 7. Uh, Drew Holiday, 19 points, 12 assists. Drew Holiday's been a big addition, obviously. We know Bledsoe is struggling in the playoffs. Drew Holiday has kind of given this team that extra push that they needed. Uh, Chris Middleton scores 22. And, and on the Heat side, it, it just didn't happen. I mean, uh, they, they struggled. Uh, uh, they, they struggled a lot. I, I just want to know your thoughts of this series and, and, and how Milwaukee was able to flip the script. And what's the biggest reason they've been able to do it? Um, the biggest reason why they've been able to do it is because I think it's a little bit of motivation from last season. You know what I mean? Like how the, especially how the way they went out. You know, people wrote off the books like and Giannis. Like I go say they wrote them off completely, but you don't hear people talk about the Bucks being a championship favorite. You hear Brooklyn and maybe Philly. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like the Bucks got the best shot to beat. Brooklyn, if, if it comes down to it, but I feel like the Bucks got the best shot of going to the championship just as much as Brooklyn do, just based off experience from last year, how they went out last year. Because think about it, I feel like they really wanted Miami in the first round just to get that, you know, just to make it competitive and just show them, like, 
we could beat y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all got us last year, but we could really beat y'all. You know what I mean? And that and and that I feel like that'll motivate any team though. Like if you go out like how the way they went out, Milwaukee was favored to go to the finals last year, and that shocked everybody. So I just think it's just a little bit of motivation coming off last season, how the way things ended in the bubble, and that's like that's a big reason why on top of getting like players like PJ Tucker and Drew Holiday, that's why they got players like PJ Tucker, like, you know what I mean? And Drew Holiday, like guards that, not even guards, but a guard and a forward that, you know, could defend and give you like at least some type of offensive production. Obviously you get more offensive production from Drew Holiday, but PJ can knock down the corner three every once in a while. So I feel like that that's like the biggest part, you know, last season. As the Bucks keep playing well, I, I know people are going to favor Brooklyn because they have Kyrie Harden and uh, KD, but you think Milwaukee can actually beat them? Yeah, yeah. I've had these debates with my friends, um, you know, in sports, the barbershop sports debate all the time. Like, um, I think Milwaukee really got the best shot out of all the teams to beat Brooklyn. I feel like Milwaukee got the best shot to do it based on the type of team they got. You know, you got players like, you got Linton, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis, and you got great guard play from Middleton and um, Drew Holiday. And even, like, from the, the, the help, like, the the backup, you know, you got Pat Con- Connington, um, Dante DiPacino, you got, you know what I mean? And another and more supporting cast, you got Bobby Portis, Forbes, Will Forbes, and, like, or Brandon Forbes, I meant, and everybody's stepping up, you know what I mean? So, Milwaukee actually, like, they actually got, like, a solid all-around team. I was, it really surprised me how people, how, like, they stopped talking about, you know, the Bucks, And that's partly because of how, of how the way last season, and like I said, like, how the way it ended. Like, they, got, they basically got swept by the same team that they about to sweep. So, I think that's what made it, like, so bad to the point where, like, you know, people, like, gave up on them. But I feel like they got a shot. I want to say they, they beat them for real, for real, too. Because, like, Harden and Kyrie and KD only played, like, seven, eight games together. Like, if they if they win to get, if they win a championship by only playing, like, by, like the, the same amount of games I just had together, like, that's going to change a lot. That's going to change a lot of things, bro. You can't have that. So, I think I'm going to play a part in it, though. So, quickly, I do want to say this. So, Tyler Hero. Yeah. He struggled a bit. Uh, not been super efficient. I mean, th- this whole year he hasn't been the same. They started him, then they ended up putting him back into the bench. I was even reading a report that it said, and it's vague, but it said like that Miami's concerned about his off-the-court life. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, was Tyler Hero just a one-year wonder? No, remember I told you how the bubble, you know, I was talking about it off the air, but the bubble really was going to, I told people last year, the bubble is going to expose a lot of players, bro. Because part of the reason why some of the players bought out is because they were in the bubble. So, like, and then, like, the stretch that they had, because think about it, bro. The 2019-2020 season, the first part, you know, you it's the same routine. Like, you know, you go to your games, go to your little practices, you know, go on your team flights, do whatever you got to do. And then you go to not, then that, then COVID hits. Like, there's no basketball for a couple months, right? And then just out of nowhere, like, the season about to continue. And think about the players that were eager to just to get back on the court and play. Like, I feel like Tyler Hero was one of them players that was just eager to play. And then they went to Orlando, you know, like, to the Disney Resort, where most of those players grew up playing AAU at, but they top-ranked teams. Because most of them played for, like, the top 
top AAU teams, so they grew up playing down there. So it wasn't new for the most part, none of them, even LeBron. So, like, I just feel like, you know, the then going by dealing with the bubble and then coming back to, you know, traveling like normally because while you would be in the bubble, you really didn't have to travel. You, you didn't travel at all. So I think the traveling, you know, played a role in it. That's why I think basketball is a harder sport than football, but that's a different debate. But I feel like Tyler, it was just, you know, with him, it's just, you know, everything that just happened in like the past year. Well, I call him a one-year wonder. No, not yet. I still got I still got confidence in my man because he's basically still in the same position he was in like last year. They six, And he's still like they six-man coming off the bench. So I just feel like it was just, you know, like – Weird, it's just a weird time, you know, transferring, transferring from the bubble to getting back on like regular NBA time. Now I want to go to another game that happened uh, a couple days ago. Uh, Clippers and Mavericks, and we talked about this off there. Lucas clowning them. Uh, I picked the Clippers to win this series. They won this series last year. It's another rematch, similar how similarly to how the Bucks and the Heat are a rematch of last year. Clippers-Mavericks are a rematch of last year, and as the Bucks heat is going differently from last year, so is the Mavericks-Clippers. Lucas cooking them. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter if it's Kawhi, Patrick Beverly, Rondo, who, whoever That's you want on him. Paul George, he's like, barbecue chicken. He's like, let me give you some of this. Let me give you some of this. Is it looking? Is it panic time for the Clippers? Me being the type of person I am, bro, me being the competitor, I never give up, like, you know, when it's time to say give up. And I get that benefit to every team. Like, it's not over with till that first team hit four wins. But on the outside looking in, woo, they, they, it's looking pretty bad, bro. It's looking pretty bad. And I want to say this about Luca. Luca's having fun, bro. Like, the only players I get that feeling from to where, like, it's just they're just out there just having fun, bro, it's him and Zion. Like, how the way they make it look so effortlessly and easy, like, you could tell that they're just enjoying playing the game. And um, to me, Luka's been the best player in the playoffs, like, in the whole entire playoffs, bro. You know, in eight playoff games, bro, all against the Clippers, he averaged, like, 30, 10, and 9. In eight games, bro, his average is in the playoffs. He's averaging 30 in the playoffs. Bro. Every game his every game he had in the playoffs, he dropped 30. I think Luca's been the best player, like individual player in the playoffs. Definitely been the best player in this series, hands down. And it's not just him hitting shots or him doing whatever, man. It's it's how the way he's doing it, bro. They're they're throwing the defenders out on Brett. The Clippers are doing everything right defensively, like that they should to stop to stop him. Any other player things that they're doing, they stop him. Or at least containing like whoever they're trying to contain. Like it's working for the most part. Like He's in contested shots, hand in his face, like one-legged, off-balance, deep three. Then he's shooting deep threes. He's not the best three. I always tell people this. He's not the best three-point shooter or even, like, regular field goal shooter, but he's a good shot maker. The shots that he do hit be, like, big shots, and it be, like, high-volume shots that they need and, they like, momentum shots that they need. So... I don't want to, you know, we've seen teams, you know, be down 2-0 and then come back and win four straight. I feel like the Clippers got the personnel to do it, but do they got the chemistry is one thing because you could, I don't know about you, but you see, like, you can see, like, there's tension. I think that's why Trez left. Like, 
is tension there, and you see it. You can see it. And uh, I, I don't want to say it's the panic button yet, but it's looking bad. Luca, well, is there anything they can do to slow him down, though? I mean, they they've been like I said, they've been doing everything that everything that you could think of that you could do on the defensive end to try to slow down one person outside of probably boxing one, and they probably can't do that because the Mavericks have like a lot of good shooters. So you know, like it's like pick your poison, you bro, like. They're double teaming them. They're throwing different defenders out. Then they got the personnel to throw different defenders at them. Like they throwing different defenders defenders at them. Like they got hands in his face and he's still knocking down the shots. Like if you ever notice, bro, when he goes to the when he takes it to the hole, for the most part, bro, defenders be there, but he's just finishing. And that's excuse me, that's just off of athletic, not athleticism, but size and fundamentals. That's off just size and fundamentals. And like. Like I said, they doing everything they can. They doing everything they possibly can, bro. It's just, I we never seen a player like this. It's hands down. It's that simple. Who's getting fired and who's leaving LA if the Clippers lose? Paul George, Kawhi, or T. Lou? Whose heads are rolling? They all of them. No, I'm joking. Um, that's a good one, bro. Paul's gone, I, right, for sure. Choose, Paul George is gone, for sure, right? If I had to choose who I think would be out of there first, it, uh, I think they're going to get too little benefit of the doubt. It'll probably be PG. Could, could, Kawhi, could Kawhi request a trade and say, I'm out of here? He could. With other superstars doing that, I could see him doing that. But I don't think Kawhi don't strike me as the type. Yeah, recently, he... he, he to, Recently, it, it showed that he's just like any other superstar. You know, like he need that, like he gets the superstar treatment and all that. Got the super, even got the superstar personality. I think off the court. I mean, like not off the court, but behind the scenes. So, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he would, but I think Paul George would do that before he would do that. Just personally. That's fair, Scotty. Scotty, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Well, no, thanks for having me, bro. And once again, I want to thank Scotty for uh, coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 292nd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. She said she too young, no 